Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mediocre Conversations with Tom Andrew. I'm Tom. And I'm Drew. And this is the only podcast where we will guarantee what you're about to hear is mediocrity. That's right. It's in the name. Yeah. So if you're surprised already, that, that's about it. That's the only surprise well, that we have. They should you. be surprised because we're back. That's right. We are back. Mm-hmm. Why were we gone for so long, Drew? Why don't you tell them? <laughs> Excellent. I feel that's appropriate. So we were off for about six weeks because yeah. Master Howard and his lovely wife had a baby. Our first legacy mediocre conversations. Yeah. Member, welcome to the High Council. That's right. Isabel Howard. So. Isabella. Um, Isabella Howard. I got it right. Yeah. So we're going to try and just keep that mediocrity going for generations. Um, Although her wife, my wife, her mom is not going to allow that for sure. She can't be. She's going to be on the podcast at some point. Oh, she will be. She just won't be mediocre. Oh, no. no. Your wife sets a high bar when it comes to. She does. Achievement. So Olympic record size high bar. Whatever that Which, is. Begs the question why she settled in her choice of spouse. Yeah, I know. Only one of us married a doctor. Yeah. Uh, apparently, in order to, they won't let you leave Iowa if um, <laughs> you don't right. pair off by, before you're 20. It's for safety reasons, right? We yeah. we go back to the tribes. Yeah. Um, between any two Iowans, the, <laughs> the ability to find their way home is implanted in one of them so this way everyone can always find their way back to des moines or wherever you're that's at. right yeah. des moines close enough yeah there it is nailed it I don't uh know so we're getting dangerously close to ahsoka can't wait one week from today one week and then they just jam two right down your throat i have a i have a slight um what was it we used to say i take it wasn't like I take umbrage. It was something like uh, I can't remember. Shit's fucked. No, it's not. Well, there there was a tweet many a many a month ago. Yeah, that said all of the episodes were going to be fifty minutes in length. Yeah, uh, shenanigans. Uh oh. So at least episode three is only supposed to be about thirty five minutes long. So we're taking doing a page out of Mandalorian's book, pretty much. So. Womp womp. I don't understand that. I mean, I guess maybe there's pacing and content, but like <clears throat> they're leaving stuff on the cutting room floor. Gotta be. Which may be good story wise, but as far as a glutton for content wise, give it to me. Also, somebody who doesn't mind things being slow and semi mundane, especially in a fantastical world, give it to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, no complaints there. Other news. Hmm. Disney has shut down the animation studio that was responsible for the Clone Wars cartoon television show that's been in operation for 20 years, I think. Wow. Over in, over in Singapore. So uh, Bob Iger, who is the CEO of Disney, has announced that they are going to be pulling back on Marvel and Star Wars content. I'm okay with the Marvel content. Yes. Being pulled back. I'm not I'm not okay with the Star Wars content being no. pulled back. But they closed down the animation studio, so I don't know that we should plan on mm. much, if anything, from them in the way of animation. Yeah. Which is outsourced, I guess. I'm okay with as long as you replace it with live action stuff. Which they probably won't. I've also heard a rumor that the the show Skeleton Crew, which uh, involved yeah. Jude Law, yeah. is not is not listed on the 2023 show release schedule. Oh no! So we're wondering if that's been put on permanent hiatus. Um. So so far, uh, what we have to look forward to the rest of the year, I believe, is Ahsoka, and then um. I believe the next thing up is the Acolyte in 2024. So we might have a six month wait. So. Oh man. 
I blame DeSantis and his <laughs> war against Disney. Losing yeah. their losing their tax exempt status cannot have helped their bottom right. line in any way. Right. Do you realize that because of that, they're only going to make four hundred billion dollars this year? Not four hundred and fifty billion dollars. Can you? I mean, we're gonna have to cut back on vacation homes in other countries. <clears throat> you know, it's gonna be tough. Iger's um, probably gonna have to sell one of his twelve private planes. So I don't care about Iger, right? Yeah. Outside of the fact that people with that kind of golden parachute <laughs> are the ones who make the decisions on what gets made and doesn't get made. Yeah. And when everything is, you know, I don't know what's good, cherries and syrup or whatever, uh, you know, you make a lot of Star Wars shows and you can live with some bad ones. Yeah. And when you're not getting your 12th home or whatever it is, you make less Star Wars shows. Right. They're not going to take a pay cut. Right. They're going to cut expense. So. That's the last thing to lose money is them. Right. Of of all, everything, right? Exactly. Ah, well, Ahsoka better be good then. Yes. <laughs> Although, are you going in with expectations? I like Try to go not in with to. none. I'm trying not to. I'm really trying to just see what it is and appreciate it for what it is. See, it's tough because with the Mandalorian, we didn't like, we knew the lore and the culture, but they used somebody who was not really of the culture initially, right? Like, well, <clears throat> in a time frame where it wasn't as tribal. And so you could kind of do whatever you wanted, right? Like mm -hmm. they made somebody who was adopted into the the uh, tribe, into the culture and everything and learned it all from there and even a, a more um, orthodox sect of it. But with Ahsoka, people have formed relationships with this one character already, she, right? She just had her 15th uh, anniversary of being introduced. Yeah. To the canon that's so. so so it's there's a lot more pressure on this show and like um whatever it's called and or sort mm -hmm. of the same way right that's a new story new characters mandalorian was a new character in an already established background but they did it in such a way that they could kind of do whatever they wanted and be like that's, that's just how it is guys but like ahsoka like her her decisions or her history has already been written so there's, there's a bigger place to have more expectations, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it's extra difficult to not have expectations about certain aspects of this character because they've been around for so long and people have um, connected with her up upbringing, her origin story quite a bit, right? Yeah. So we've had Ahsoka Tano appear in primarily the Clone Wars television show. She was in the Star Wars Rebels as a recurring character. We got Tales of the Jedi stories about Ahsoka, and she appeared in an episode of The Mandalorian. And now, now we are going to get her first live action. No series. disrespect to Princess Leia yeah, or Padme, but probably the most important or at least um popular maybe female character in star wars now i know princess leia has had books and books written about her but that's not to the masses quite as a cartoon would be sure would you agree i i think that i would say that the most recent generation of star wars fans who are young women mm -hmm. most likely came up with ahsoka tano and padme amidala as their primary, these are the females of Star Wars. These are the women yeah. of Star Wars. Yeah. And you have one Jedi and one non-Jedi character there. So whichever happens to be your flavor of characters, mm -hmm. you have an op you, you have someone that you can kind of latch on to. Mm -hmm. And they were in the same TV show. So it worked out pretty well. Screen time abounds. But um they are bringing back spoilers ahead. <laughs> they are bringing back one of my all-time favorite characters in this upcoming show, Grand Admiral Thrawn. 
Heck yeah. Play the only back. one I've read about. Yeah. Uh, and he is going, I think he's going to be absolutely great. Who's and playing him? It's a Michelson. I, it's not Mads. It's not Michelson. Mads. Okay. But um, it's the, so he, I, I know the, the actor from, he was on Sherlock. He played. Uh, oh, like Cumberpatch? A, yeah. Well, it's, it's not Benedict. Oh, I see. The actor played a foil to Sherlock on the show named um, Augustus Magnuson. And Sherlock oh. had to shoot him in order to stop him. Like, he couldn't outsmart him. Sure. So it was pretty crazy. Um, and he's done some other stuff. He's a pretty... So There are certain people, whether it's, like, say, Billy Corgan, the lead singer from The Smashing Pumpkins... Like that, when you hear their voice, you know who they are. It's just an immediate recognition kind of thing because no one really has a voice like them. Oh, sure. This guy is like that. <laughs> so, um, not really sure. I can't remember what his name is, but he is excellent. That's so good. He's going to be in it. I'm, I don't know that I want to say too much about what is rumored to be in the show no uh, we don't want to speculate that yeah so what we what the show i think ostensibly is going to be about is ahsoka is going to lars michelson oh okay um ahsoka tano is going to try to seek out grand admiral thrawn to prevent him from making the empire resurgent again so he's going to return to try and put the empire back on top she's going to try and stop him and she brings along some characters from the star wars rebels television show to help her do that so Mm. um he looks pretty menacing yeah he is uh grand animal throne is what's known as a chist they are a highly highly intelligent species they have a they have a theory about uh, not shooting first, like they are, they only do defensive warfare. And Thrawn was exiled from their society because <laughs> he he kept tricking other races into attacking them, so that he could beat them up before they became too big of a problem. And they were like, "Hey, bro, not cool, not how we do things." That's not here. the spirit with which it was intended. Yeah. And he's like. You guys don't get it. This is going to be a real problem. Yeah. And you're not going to pay attention to it. And then they're going to get to be a real problem. And then it's going to be like, oh, yeah. no, now we have this real problem. So can you just let me handle the problem before it becomes a problem? And they're like, you know what? Go live in the Republic or whatever. And then Emperor Palpatine found him and was like, hey, you're super good at this. I could use a guy like you. Yeah. That's going to be good then. It. Yeah, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a real I think it's going to be up there with some of the best live action stuff that we've seen now. One might call that an expectation, but like it's more of I'm I'm trying to think of it more of, of a, a hope than anything else, you know. So uh, what's the difference between hope and expectation? I guess a uh, hope is one you feel bad about if it doesn't. <laughs> uh, plenty realized. of people. Now, expectation, I think you feel worse about. I think you feel irate if you don't get what's expected. You feel sad if you don't get, get what's hoped for, right? I get pretty disappointed if that it's... might be the big difference for most. Yeah. So my hope is that this is just a well-written show that brings back a bunch of characters that I really enjoyed, adds in a couple new ones. You're ready to see them in person, huh? Yeah, so the two characters on the show that I am absolutely gung-ho to learn about. Um, one, is his name is Balin Skull. He was a Jedi who was in the Order, so we have another Order 66 survivor um, here. Uh, now it's well past Order 66. And um, yeah. he has taken on an apprentice named Shin Hati, who... And they are clearly Darksiders. And they oh, okay. wield they wield orange lightsabers, not red. 
So what's the significance of that? We have no idea. Okay. I am of the belief that your lightsaber color doesn't matter. And it's not like an astrological sign that it's like, oh, I'm a Leo. So this means A, B, and C about me. Okay. Sorry. Just because I have a green lightsaber doesn't mean I'm right you know, more peaceful than other Jedi or whatever. Like people want everything to have meaning. Yeah. Like to me, I would like Star Wars if, you know, if I had a little say in it or whatever. Like if you have a couple of force users coming from a tradition like the Jedi, like yeah. Galen School did. His apprentice, Shin, is kind of the first in whatever their particular set of philosophies are. Mm-hmm. And he has a root in some other kind of belief system. And like, okay, so we're going to use lightsabers as opposed to some other kind of weapon. I know how to make lightsabers. We need lightsaber crystals. They're not like candy. You can't just buy them anywhere. You have to find them in very certain places. And they're very scarce? That's what when I said like they're not like candy. That's what I was alluding to. Yes, was the scarcity. Of- ah, okay. I wasn't sure if it was just difficult to get, but they were plentiful. You just, I mean, um, Kyber Corporation figured out a way to get them at uh, readily available ways, right? Yeah. So the Jedi had a planet called Ilum, and there was a lot of Force crystals there, lightsaber crystals kyber crystals and i am assuming that when the empire made the death star that's primarily where they harvested them from and there are some other known spots in the galaxy that had crystals or other other implements that were suitable for using as lightsaber crystals but so scarce that you took what you could get it wasn't like yeah i would not the the kyber crystal or the crystal itself not necessarily kyber um it didn't react to how you were feeling or how many midichlorians were in your right. blood or how you were accessing the force. <clears throat> that would have been helpful though, right? If it was just like, beware of blue lightsaber Jedi when Crate is in retrograde. <laughs> yeah. Geez. You know? Yeah, it might have. It would have been nice. Yeah. Although that, yeah, that would be, I feel like that would be a lame plot device at some point. If it, if it worked out that way. I share that opinion. But red is manufactured from hate and death, right? So, well, yeah. So wh- how we get red, there there's no naturally occurring red gem that's a lightsaber that I'm aware of. Maybe from a video game in the, like, in the last 25 years there, there was. But the Sith, um what they do is they take a lightsaber crystal and then they go through a ritual where they spend a lot of time, days, possibly weeks, like basically like pouring like their negative emotions, anger, fear, jealousy, hate uh, into the crystal. And like that process, quote unquote, tortures the, the crystal and turns it red. And so then they use that for their blades. Now, maybe Balin and Shin did something similar to that, and it just wasn't. They weren't as hateful. Correct. Or I don't know. Like, I don't know if the color is significant to how well that process turned out. Probably. Now, I don't know that we'll get it covered as to how they're, why their lightsaber crystals are the way they are. Right. And Ray has yellow, and Ahsoka has two white. So, in Ahsoka's case, Yellow is a is a naturally occurring crystal um, mm-hmm. in Star Wars lore, and so but white is not. So the the way that Ahsoka has two white lightsabers is that um, do you remember in Tales of the Jedi when she was hiding from everybody and she was kind of working on that farm, yep. like loading, and then the Inquisitor showed up and burned everything, and she just kicked his ass. Yeah. She took that dude's lightsaber crystals and purified them or essentially reversed the ritual. Put a bunch of good. Basically, yes. And force energy into it. Red crystals to white. See, that's badass. 
It is. You take somebody else's lightsaber and change it to your to whatever color, red or white. I like the significance of it. Yeah. Um, and it does, I think, because she did it after she she left the order. Um, I think it kind of signifies who she is as a person and as a force user outside of the the order. It would have been cool if it was sort of like the belts you get with martial arts. Yeah. Like all the younglings have brown lightsabers because nobody wants those, right? <laughs> nobody wants a poop lightsaber. But as you get better, mm-hmm. either it changes or you graduate or something. And then, <clears throat> you know how there's like black belt with like, you know, a few different degrees. So like you like Yoda would have like some crazy looking lightsaber that uh you know had different markings depending on your degree or your don of uh of of achievement right Mm -hmm. i can see why they didn't do that because they can sell just as many green and blue lightsabers as they could all the other colors because people want yoda's lightsaber or they want uh uh uh, other guy that i can't remember uh ewan mcgregor's uh obi-wan kenobi's Kenobi's blue lightsaber obi-wan kenobi man (laughs) yeah that would be cool too if there was more swearing in Star Wars. It was just like fucking Darth Vader, holy shit. Like that'd be way more appropriate when he's casually walking through town dragging somebody by their throat f- through the force, next. right? Yeah. <laughs> like not a oh, single F bomb dropped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't swear. I was too busy shitting like, my pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obi-Wan's just like, Anakin. Oh shit. Anakin. Shit. What, oh, I why? See, I see you've learned the five finger heart punch <laughs> technique. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that would be cool if like they're different colors to signify something. Probably just a missed opportunity. Because then you could have sold all kinds of different colors and people are going to, well, most would just want the best one, obviously. Uh, but it, w- it would be interesting if it had more significance than, yeah, I found it. Exactly. So I think it was, and I, I know you can do this in like the um, Did you games? Jedi Survivor games. Yeah. You can have single blade, double blade, two lightsabers, any color, a ton of aesthetics to like change it up. And that's, I mean, that's a video game. So that's fine. You know, or whatever, but like at the same time, I, I've always felt like blue and green and red were just so overused. Yeah. But it's just like, okay, yeah, those are the, that's the good guys. One purple. Yeah. You know, Sam Jackson gets a purple one, you know, 20 years ago, <laughs> 20, 25 years ago at this point, which he was like, I'll do it if you give me a purple one. Right. Yeah. Apparently he did not know. So like on the like the day that they were gonna give him his lightsaber, yeah. They called him in and they were like, We want you to pick what your saber looks like. And they had like three or four demos that he could choose from. And he said, Oh, really? He was like, I got input on to make my own lightsaber. How cool <laughs> is this? Yeah. You know? So he picks out his hilt or whatever, and he's talking to Lucas and he was like, well, I think that like Windu's like a combination of like because Mace Windu, the character, helped uh-huh. finish the unfinished seventh lightsaber form. Okay. Which I believe believe is called either Juyo or Vapid. V-A-A-P-A-D. And um Why? You know, okay. I get you change you change the spelling. Why? Why? No one's gonna be like, oh, is it A A P A D? Oh, okay. Uh, I thought oh, it was okay. Baapid, sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So he was like, I feel like Windu should be a combination of like blue for like the Jedi Order and red for the Sith because he's towing the line between the light and the dark side of the force when he uses his lightsaber. So can we get like a purple blade? That's interesting. 
Yeah. And so like I'd always heard that he had done it as a nod to the homosexual community. Oh, weird. Okay. Well, no, weird, but right. But I never heard um, of that before. Then I actually saw the footage of him talking to Lucas about it. Oh. And I was like, I guess it's this. Hard to argue against that fact. <laughs> That's so, always interesting when someone's like, it's for this reason. Oh, no, he's just, he, his character just thought it'd be cool. Oh, yeah, okay. and, you know, and to be honest, it works for both. I sure. Don't, it doesn't matter, right? right? Like, does it symbolize? I guess it might matter to someone. but Sure. I mean, yeah. but like, does it symbolize, like, the line that he has to walk? Yes. Mm-hmm. Does it, can it also mean, like, hey, this has been included, and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it can. So, and then if if yellow is um, a naturally occurring, why don't we see it very often then? Okay, so that's an excellent question. Thank you. And the, the way that I will answer it is that the Jedi Order has gone through different like organizational formats in its history. And in the Old Republic, thousands of years prior to the, the events of the films, Jedi were usually broken up into three separate roles, protectors, guardians, and consulars. And this is coming largely from the KOTOR video game. Mm -hmm. And so like consulars were more oriented on the force and usually like wielded like green blades. Um, Guardians were more uh, focused on lightsaber combat, typically had blue blades. And then like, I can't remember what, I think I said them just a minute. Sentinels. Mm -hmm. Sentinels were a combination of both. So they're jack of all trades and they were given, you needed a third color, but we can't use red. Right. That takes hate. So the only three naturally occurring colors were green, blue, and yellow. That I'm aware of. So like, do you remember in the Mandalorian at the start of season two, when he and Cobb Vanth helped the Tuscans and the townspeople kill a crate dragon? And then they kill it, and the Tuscans get in its guts, and they pull out this huge fucking pearl. Yeah. That can also be used as a lightsaber crystal, except that there are some of them that are really, really small. Okay. And in the KOTOR games, you have a chance to kill a crate Dragon, which is super easy, because you just put a bunch of mines in the one direction that can come out of its lair. And yeah. then you're like, oh, I have the thing where I don't set off my own mines. Oh, that's sure. Death. And you're like, hey, I'm out here. I'm over here. It's like, oh, anger. And it runs out at you right through all your minds and dies. And then you just go and loot the crystal. Sure. And then you would just run back to your ship and put the crystal in. And it's like, oh, plus three, plus three. I cannot be killed by anything in this game at any point for any reason. Love it. So they were super good. So like (laughs) there's been other things used other than, say, crystals that have powered a lightsaber throughout history. Yeah. Just largely that's that history has changed since Disney bought the franchise. It would be cool if there was like some sort of ragtag group of force users or something not affiliated with a Jedi, but they're just like, they got a dude named a dude, a techie guy. That's like, I've, I've been making lightsabers out of all kinds of weird shit that I find. Cause I just had to, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> exactly. So that'd be all right. It's interesting that certain abilities would use certain colors because I would not want my opponent to know or have any sort of edge or insight into what I might be capable of. Right. right? Like you see someone with blue and you're like, okay, I know that they are proficient in these. So I need to do this in order to have an edge Mm -hmm. because hand to hand combat. I believe if you're pretty well matched is a game of centimeters or no millimeters right right? especially when it comes to a a, a, an edged or searing uh cauterizing matter weapon right yeah the um high inquisitor from the obi-wan kenobi show that got stabbed in the guts and miraculously came back in the last episode yeah he was a former jedi temple guard like he was in charge of the security around for the jedi uh archives and uh his lightsaber was yellow Mm. so there are 
there are segments of the Jedi Order that don't necessarily use the top two choices. But anyways, I like that Ray had a yellow lightsaber because it makes her different from the yeah. tradition that we have seen. So yeah. I wish they signified more. Sure. Or that they came out and said they didn't, right? Because right. now there's a internet lore, right? That they do. Yeah. I've seen, especially on like Instagram, I've seen like, um, what does your Jedi color say about you? And like they <laughs> yeah. match it up with like your astrological sign. And I was like, you've got to, this is making, I want to throw up in my mouth right now. Like, right, right. Terrible. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, like we're I think we're gonna get a lot of that in in Ahsoka, and I think it's probably going to be excellent. And uh, I'm having a hard time waiting for it. <laughs> exactly one week, huh? Tuesday at midnight. Oh, Tuesday 3, at midnight, three a.m. or something like that. Whenever uh, three a.m. Eastern time. Yeah. All right. Midnight your time. <clears throat> yeah. Weirdo. You'll probably wake up or, or watch it early that morning, right? At least one I, of them. I will probably do the thing where it's like, I'm just going to go to sleep at a good time or whatever. And just like, it'll be a normal day. And then I miraculously wake up at quarter to five and I'm like, well, I don't know what else I could possibly do, but watch these shows. (laughs) Yeah. Now you texted me a question. Yeah. Which is interesting to me for a couple of reasons. So first you just asked, uh, are people like Ahsoka, Luke, Cal Kestis really Jedi. Cal Kestis is from uh, the the Jedi Survivor game, the newest installment of Jedi games. Right. Uh, he's just a, a force user that follows old paths to to defeat a new enemy. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and you included Luke on that, which is weird because I thought like he was the last Jedi. Although no, maybe he's not. Well, I mean, Yoda literally says the line like, right. "When I am gone, the last of the Jedi that you will be, like, pass on what you will yeah, learn." Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that quote, and the fact that, like, if you are a Force user, you're, like, you're ubiquitously dubbed a Jedi because right. you can use the Force, right? <clears throat> you know, like, not all hot tubs or jacuzzis or whatever that saying is, <laughs> but not all not all jacuzzis are. But all jacuzzis are hot tubs, but not all hot tubs are jacuzzis. That old adage. Yeah, yeah the old adage. Mm-hmm. So much wisdom in that. <laughs> so it got me thinking, like, where is the line? Yeah. So I wanted to kind of broach that subject with, with you to kind of get back into the swing of things, uh-huh. you know, for the, for the show, which is going to be a little more periodic than it had been in the past. So... Well, the way that I look at it, if you were in the order before Order 66, you're a Jedi because Mm -hmm. you are a part of that tradition. Yeah. So like Ahsoka Tano, Kanan Jarrus, who's on Rebels. Ezra Bridger? I guess guess Grogu. See, Ezra Bridger was not. Okay. I just picked a name that I knew you wouldn't think I knew and said it. Well, I'm well, I am impressed because you've had a lot <laughs> on your mind the last six weeks. Grogu, yeah. Yeah. Grogu was in the order, but like I have no idea how much he was doing as a Jedi Knight as opposed to just being raised. So a youngling is not a Jedi. No. A Padawan is not a jedi correct you can still be if you don't pass your trial to become a jedi knight you're not in the order right so the people who are quote unquote the jedi order are knights and masters well i guess if you don't pass your trials you're not in the order to begin with so the order can take you in as like a youngling, like say, let's use a okay. Sokotano. So they are in the order. They live in the temple. They be they are taught in the temple. They so do the janitors and teachers. Yes, that's true. The teachers being Jedi Knights and and the janitors, the Jedi Service Corps, basically. Uh huh. Okay, they're not so Jedi. Like, 
you're they are not um and, you know, and then you progress from youngling to like what padawan learner and like there's a washout period in between those two things like you may not be selected as a padawan because you don't show enough like potential yeah and then you have to have a knight or master accept to you know accept you to be your teacher so there's a selection process like obi-wan kenobi in the old canon almost didn't get selected to be a padawan um side question are there i i think are there politics inside the order i would imagine that there are i can't imagine there wouldn't be they i think we see a little bit of it when anakin is talking to mace and he's like i want to be a knight and he's like you'll never be in the order right <laughs> that's exactly what they both sounded like too um Dead that on. was me saying both of those lines not a not a right video not hayden me. christensen and yeah. Jackson. <laughs> yeah 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 um so like when you get that high up is it it's not a matter of what did you score on the test it's a matter of how does everyone else above you feel about you right so in tales of the i think a good example of this will be like in tales of the jedi we see a, an episode where mace and uh, dooku go to this planet to recover a, another jedi master who was killed right and like the Jedi High Council had given Mace his marching orders and Dooku was a little bit more, let's call it a free thinker. And he wanted to investigate why this Jedi Master had been killed. He wanted to investigate her death. And Mace was like, no, the Jedi Council sent us to go there, pick up the body and come back. And that's all we're going to do. And anyways, Dooku got his way and they investigated and they figured it out. And then they righted that wrong. They mm -hmm. rooted out the problem. That's what they're supposed to do, in my opinion. Yeah. And um, when they got back, they tagged Mace to be on the high council for the for the seat for the woman who had passed away and not Dooku. And because think, of certain things that Dooku was saying and certain actions and things that he was sort of affiliating himself with. Well, I think that I think that you could say. I think in, in a lot the same, I think in very much the same way that like in uh, Phantom Menace, we see Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon having a conversation where it's like, Obi-Wan's just like, if you just followed the Jedi code, you'd be on the council and then you could help affect policy or basically, mm -hmm. you know, what it is, you know, and I get the feeling that that's, and like, you have to remember like Qui-Gon's master who taught him while he was growing up was Count Dooku. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, okay, like, you can very much see the same kind of, like, question of authority. Are we doing things the right way? It doesn't get you ahead mm -hmm. to do that kind of stuff, even if you are wildly talented and wide, wildly, res like, re respected. Anakin was those things. Yeah. But the council couldn't rely on him to toe the line ever. Yeah. He's a wild card. And so, yeah, I do think that politics comes into play. I mean, he killed all those women, children, and men after his mother died. That was not his best moment. No. It was only a foreshadowing to his worst. Oh, that, <laughs> that was up there with anybody's worst. Yeah. So. So. Um, yeah. From my perspective, um, and, and I don't know if. You know, me being um, casual adjacent, I'm in a Star Wars podcast that actively watches Star Wars to critic criticize it. So I don't think I'm casual, but I don't have the breadth of knowledge. To well, me, I wouldn't if, call you. I wouldn't call you casual. Yeah, not anymore. <clears throat> um, the Jedi Council is sort of toted as infallible yes um and only recently are we sort of getting these small glimpses that maybe it's not now as somebody who uh really respects the jedi council or at least what it means to be a jedi at its purest form and everything how would you feel about something that sort of showed the inner workings of the Jedi Council in all of its um, 
nakedness, right? Like we saw that maybe, you know, you got people like I got this fucking hologram meeting, hang on. And then they go to it and they're just like, yeah, absolutely. But then they go back and they're like, this fucking guy, he's a little more eloquently, but like, yeah. you know, just like showing that, that there are real sort of, there's, there's a lot of politicking or there are maybe emotions in the play and, and more human aspects of it. Other than this is a group of godlike humans and other aliens mm-hmm. that we never, we, we there's only two other alien races that can be Jedi. Right. And, uh, but just like, you know, I would, how would you feel if it showed them a little more human? Cause I know you're called to be superhuman as a Jedi, especially in the upper management levels, but yeah, you really gotta, <clears throat> well, so I, what a, I think it would be more realistic, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you have to ask yourself is more realism, what you want to see in, in that particular area of star Wars, when it comes That's to something like Andor. The yeah. realism makes it feel great, uh-huh. right? Boots on the ground, Robin, like times, you know, and now we're going to, you know, we got thrown in prison. I mean, that's, sh- that's shit is real. <laughs> you know? you yeah. Know? So do I want something more? Maybe not so much our version of fucking mace he he's only got it because he's best he plays golf every sunday with yeah not that but like maybe their version of sort of politicking where there's still this high level but like they're they're still fallible in some way because they are oh yes yes and even if it is like them you know yoda being like yeah we gotta kill them all sorry it's not the best but we gotta win you know like (laughs) when we must yeah, <laughs> that was good. Um, so I think here, so. Here's the example that I will that I'll kind of base my opinion on. When Anakin gets added to the council, uh, he has a meeting with Emperor, uh, Emperor or uh, Chancellor Palpatine, and Chancellor Palpatine's like, "Hey, we found Grievous. You should go get Grievous and like be this war hero, right?" Yeah. And so Anakin goes back to the council and says, hey, we found General Grievous. The chancellor's requested that I go and get him. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mace almost immediately snaps back. And he's like, the council's going to, we'll we'll figure out who we're going to send, right? And then Kiati Mundi, who's one of the members of the council, um, says, a master with more experience is needed. Master Kenobi should go. And then everybody kinds of nods. And it's just like, okay, we... We made the choice, right? And it's that was our choice. Yeah, we decided. It, but there was like near, yeah, universal agreement, right? Yeah, no one really said anything. Everyone just nodded and accepted it, and the story moves forward. Um, my only issue with like getting a quote unquote more real about it is that I feel like it's a bunch of people like having like a philosophical debate to figure out like what our next course of action could be true oh well i think when the with the mining dispute on plebeth you have to um you have to take into account the fact that like this group of people have never had the opportunity to have a lot of money so if we rule in the favor of the the workers you know we're gonna have to you know be there for the next 10 years to make sure that they don't like fall into deep like uh i don't know degradation or I would love that. Okay. And then you're going to be like, oh, you're quoting, you're quoting Jorick here, right? So, yeah. Well, but we know from like the accords of like Tython 861, you know, Subternius. I'm getting that, so like, excited. Jorick was that largely you keep making this up. Yeah. So I'm going to vote nay and support the mining consortium. Like, I feel like. Yes. So I would love that so, L- like, so much. <laughs> But do you think that that's what, like, when we look at that group of people, like the Jedi High Council, yeah. that it's like, you could handle a seven-minute scene where it's them sitting cross-legged on their weird chairs? You know why? Being Here's like, why. Go ahead. I've said it before. I'll say it again. That my one of my favorite things about Star Wars and why I will watch just about anything, I have trouble with... Um, animated stuff i watch some of it but it's still not my favorite um is the universe itself is so interesting to me 
the deeper that you can make it for me, the better. Sure. So if you mention some philosopher that has bearing on, on the Jedi council making their decisions. Now I'm going to be like, what are we going to get? What else story? does this guy, what else yeah. does this guy have to say? Can I, can I read his, uh, his commandments, you know, I'll bet he had a green lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's yeah, that sounds great to me. I'm just, I would just, and maybe it's better in, in book form if they do that. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, you're telling me, first of all, that there are uh, philosophies. It doesn't even have to be Jedi philosophies. It could be outside philosophies. I would expect Jedi to pull from all different uh, religions and or viewpoints or, you know, thought processes to get to the right answer. I would like to see that. Right. But then you just have a bunch of old people. Maybe I should read up more on like the Roman Senate and stuff. <laughs> like how shit actually went down maybe i would find that more interesting but if people read up on the roman senate how they figured out their stuff we you'd be like how did we ever make it out of caves <laughs> that's, that's true um but that just sounds great to me okay. uh but i know that that is i mean i'm interested in what cereal they eat and like how they get to work and what they do after work so i know i'm probably in a minority uh, when it comes to stuff like that, but that sounds great. But it also, I don't know, it shows sort of where the council that that's the part of humanizing the council that I think is okay. It's not, it doesn't hold them to a human standard, but it lets us know like, Oh, they don't just have all the answers and they're infallible. They have debates that, and what are the motivations for their debates, you know, and what are the short shortcomings or pitfalls of their ways of thinking. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, that'd be all right. It would be all right with me, too. Yeah. Here's what I don't want to see. Yeah. What I don't want to see is some shit like The Wire, (laughs) but with the Jedi Council where it's like, I'm scheming to get ahead in the hierarchy of this thing for like... Oh, not the Council, but that would be... But that... So clearly, people like Anakin wanted the prestige of being on the council being a master being the youngest person ever to do both that exists yeah but what i don't want is like a hate piece that makes everybody be like see i told you the jedi were like this all oh sure 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 sure. what they're supposed to be that makes sense um but let me ask you this yeah ahsoka tano going into this this uh, live action series that's starting in a week. You consider her a Jedi? Um, couple of things. Okay. Uh, one of them not related to your question, but because you brought up Ahsoka, she is sort of an embodiment of a shortcoming of the Jedi Council. Yes. Right. Which is interesting, and and the fact that it's a prominent story, I think, is good. Um, so I'm curious to see what the undertones are for her motivations or why she does things being that she was a part of the council left in disgrace. They asked her to come back because they were disgraced and she's like, nah, I'm good. I'm looking forward to that. And that humanizes them a bit, which is what I wanted in their realm, right? Humanizes them to their degree. Um, Is she a Jedi? I mean, I think by all standards, no, by all literal standards, no. Right. It's sort of like um, to be uh, to be an EMT, um, <clears throat> you have to go through training, um, but you technically aren't legally one until you get a job. You okay. can get a certificate and everything, but you aren't one until you have a job sort of thing. And I feel like once you leave the council, you lose that certification and therefore you are no longer it. Because I think in order, I think a Jedi, Jedi is a corporate term, loose, I'm not saying, but they are outside of the corporate umbrella that is Jedi Incorporated. They merely have the skills and were, were trained by, but once you no longer have that government backing that comes with being a Jedi, you aren't a Jedi 
anymore. Now you're a force user, right? A Jedi trained force user, but you can't call yourself a Jedi. Right. I guess another analogy would be like the guys that plotted to kidnap governor Whitner Whitmer. <laughs> yeah. Are they us Marines? Right. <laughs> exactly. No. <laughs> so for me with Ahsoka, it comes down to two things. She left the order. There is no order anymore. Right. So technically no Jedi exists. So, so then my, so then what I would say is there was a time when both Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda were Mm -hmm. alive. Yeah. There's no. So I guess the question is, can you carry on the tradition if it's passed to you by somebody who came up in the tradition? So like Obi-Wan to Yoda to Luke, mm-hmm. Luke is consider Luke is a, can is a Jedi Knight, right? Yeah. Trained by Obi effectively knighted by Yoda. Now I guess, hold on a minute. Now that I'm thinking about this more. See, <laughs> Technically, technically, it's a religion. Correct. Um, if you are baptized Catholic, leave the Catholic Church, still follow Catholic practices, are you Catholic? I'd say no. You left the church. Do but they you, consider you but to be you Catholic? St- I, I guess... <laughs> Is, is Catholicism more rigid than Jediism? Maybe. <laughs> Jediatry? What would you call that? Um, <clears throat> the Jedi Corporation came after the Jedi religion did, though. Right? It started yes. as a collection of ideals and practices and teachings. Correct. That somebody then turned into a machine and gave hierarchy to, right? Did the did the the texts the ancient texts did they include ranks and um st- uh, uh what am i trying to say certain attributes that you had to um achieve in order to get to the next ranking in the jedi uh hierarchy or is that something that once they once they decided to to get together and unionize then did it come and were they just like we need we need to group these people in order of um first of all uh uh, connection to the force but also we need to make sure that we know who's what rank and how to identify them so what happened first so i mean i think from the two things that you've described it's the latter right like you do the texts contain like how to move from Padawan to Knight to Master? I doubt it. Okay. If um, that's the case, then does just reading, following, understanding, and performing the teachings and guidelines from the texts make you a Jedi? Probably in a more literal sense than being a part of the Order. Yeah. I, yeah. So, like, in that case, Ahsoka's a Jedi. Right. Which I would agree with. Yeah. So, like, I guess the question becomes, like, what makes you a Jedi Knight? So, like, Luke, Ahsoka. I think those are different questions. Are you a Jedi or are you a Jedi Knight are two different things because the Knight is a moniker given to those under the corporate umbrella. A Jedi itself is a more general term of somebody who follows the teachings of the Jedi texts. Okay. So, okay. So, with that distinction, then, are you a Jedi? I would say Ahsoka, Luke, Kanan, Jarrus yes cal yeah cal yes i would love if they all both existed it's sort of it's sort of like um mandalorians right sure mando dinjarin was he probably doesn't consider people to take their helmet off mandalorians or at least he didn't for a long time right just like jedi knights are going to be like you're not a jedi you're not in the order you don't yeah you don't pay the dues you don't pay the yeah. union dues and go to the I christmas saw party you at the meetings yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're just some you're just some idiot that knows how to read and use the force, okay? <laughs> right? Barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at you cute primitive 
they they do the quote fingers every time like this is my friend he's a jedi yeah you know that's how you know or they it's a lowercase j right yeah they disrespect them you know silent h um so in that case yeah all of these people are jedi not just force users but they've aligned themselves with a certain way of teaching that um makes them makes them a jedi Mm -hmm. just like a sith is just a dark force user right they don't have all you have to do there is let your emotions control you and be angry at everybody all the time just about like that's all it takes to be that there's no corporate umbrella for that they they're under the guise of uh of republicans sure but they just use that that's not it doesn't make them the sith right right so um So as long as you're adhering to the ideals. Yeah. I think that that, I think that is more important than who doesn't sign your paycheck. Cause I don't think they get paid signs your reimbursement slips sure. because I got to imagine they get per diem when they go to these places, right? They're not paying for gas, petrol, um, dark matter, whatever fuels their spaceships. They're not paying for that. Are they just mind tricking everybody? I already paid you. Thank you for the like gas. When, when Obi-Wan shows up on Utapau to be like, hey, I'm, I'm here to catch General Grievous. Can I also have some fuel, please? It's like if That's they don't true. foot the bill at the gas station for like you randomly showing up on their planet. Yeah. You don't get the gas, you know, and like, yeah. you're, you're stuck there. It's like, well, I really like the fuel. I think it would also be interesting. And this may happen. I don't know any of the stories. If like they ran up to certain planets that were being run or or operated with people that are force users just not classically trained jedi mm-hmm. right and they're just like something is weird about this place and there's just some dude who's just like i know how to move stuff and using that to his advantage to the detriment of the people around him i'd love i would love it if they in some capacity whether it's film tv or comics or whatever it is introduce other force traditions there has to yeah there simply has to be especially after the order falls Mm -hmm. and like you could play around with that and like oh okay like the order falls now there's not so many people out there like you know adopting our kids or whatever now we have to do it Mm -hmm. someone rises up figures something out passes on what they learned now you've got a new set of traditions what's that look like like the knights of ren are a in the sequel yeah. trilogy are a force tradition kylo just happened to take him over yeah you know, that'd be i mean i'd like to up. see them before he showed up or after yeah. right yeah well they're all dead after he shows up but um but their story isn't right as long as someone knows they exist they can recreate them it's true existed that's happened numerous times so that's how the jedi are still around right yeah so technically, in the in the new timeline, we will we will have had the Jedi Order from the the films, the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Luke's unfortunate order that Ben Solo, Kylo Ren destroys, and then I'm assuming that Ray's new movie will be about her starting her order. Yeah. So we will have a number of that'll be great examples to discuss. Yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah, me too. So we may or may not talk about Ahsoka next time, I guess, unless we hold off and wait till the first episode drops. Certainly possible. Yeah. Um, We'll just have to decide when to, when, when the doing this will happen with our schedules, right? We're both busier than we Things are different now. Yeah. So. But we did it. Our first one back. How'd you feel about it? Loved it. I thought it was great. Can't wait yeah. to do them. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. How do you think we did on my first one back? I think I did great. Pretty much exactly like we did prior <laughs> to it. Didn't skip a beat, no yeah, matter like, how much sleep I haven't got. Some people have to jump over a bar, and we just like gently step over it on our way to get a cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. Well, we keep it at a reasonable height. That's yeah. the key, I think. Yeah. It's not on the ground. No, but I wouldn't not, say it's on the ground, but I'm not worried about tripping over it. 
Uh, if you have anything that you would like to say to us mm-hmm. or questions, you can reach us at mediocreconversations at gmail.com. Yeah. And until next time. May the force be with you. This is the way. <laughs>